Welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, y'all. Would you believe that we're almost at the end of February? Almost at the end of February 2023. This year is flying by fast. Big hug to all of y'all. The great Dan Bongino had Jeff James on. And they were talking about Biden in Ukraine. If you recall, a week ago, Biden for President's Day didn't go to East Palestine, Ohio, probably because he doesn't want to get sicker than he already is. For President's Day, he decided to grace the world with his presence alongside President Zelensky of Ukraine, the former actor who played president and then actually became one. I played for you this clip from CNN that same day, later that day. This came from a CNN reporter who had been in Ukraine for the week prior to the visit of Joe Biden. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev, as, as Clarissa was, was just mentioning. Didn't hear sirens until Joe Biden showed up. Well, here's what uh, Secret Service, this is what really goes down with Secret Service. Very interesting. On war zone trips, uh, you've done some as well. If there was an air raid siren, meaning there's an air threat coming in that could potentially kill the president of the United States, the standard Secret Service response would be to evacuate. Yet nothing happened. Yeah, we pointed that out. It it would it, you would evacuate Biden if there was danger there. So here we're getting confirmation from Secret Service agent Jeff James or uh, former Secret Service agent Jeff James, who's also talking to Dan Bongino, who is also a Secret Service guy. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. Um, I just. Uh, it's a little bit baffling. Um, I, I know the men and women of the Secret Service are going to do everything they can to keep the president alive. Um, hopefully, it, it was something that was uh, false and, and maybe even pre-staged for, for the press's benefit. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. That it was false and pre-staged for the, the, the benefit. Now he says, I'm not sure what's going on, but that's the only thing that could possibly be. Why? Because they don't care about optics. They care about the safety of the president. Because I know the men and women of the Secret Service aren't going to stand there and tolerate the possibility of a true air raid when they're standing beside the president. You're damn right, brother. And and, and you and I worked with the same group of people. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I find this personally offensive, as I'm sure you do as well. There isn't a chance in hell. 
that the guys you and I worked with would listen to an air siren and sit on their ass and watch it while the president's life was at stake. Now, like you, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. I wasn't on the trip. But I only see two scenarios. The same scenarios that you and I would come to a conclusion of. But this conversation took place uh, the other day between two Secret Service agent, uh, former Secret Service agents, and it carries a lot of weight to confirming what you and I, the tinfoil hat crowd, that don't believe anything and believe everything is staged, that in fact it was, I don't know, staged. Either scenario one, the Secret Service sat back and did nothing, which I find absolutely impossible, or scenario two, this was staged to make the president look like a hero. Which, listen, he went over to a war zone. Credit, credit's due. You don't need to put an air siren out there, make everybody look like idiots for standing by. Your your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, Sam Bagino brings up a point I hadn't considered. I am not a fan of Joe Biden. But he did show up in a war zone. Why amp it up? Why amp it up? Everything with these people is a production. Everything is fake. Everything is false. Everything is planned and contrived. Everything. It gets tiring. <laughs> it gets tiring. Yeah, look, we don't we don't give the people we protect the choice. When there is imminent danger, we go. They don't get to say anything. The White House staff doesn't get to say anything. Even if it's a foreign head of state, their staff doesn't get to say anything. If there is an imminent threat, we are not hanging around to talk about it. Period. We're not hanging around and talk about it, period. doesn't matter what Zelensky says or what have you. Really? Sure seems to me that uh, what Zelensky has to say and what he wants and his whims are very much, very much controlling <laughs> of this uh, regime and the policy of Joe Biden. Welcome to Open Source News Live on a Monday. I am your host and your brother. My name is James, a.k.a. BCP. Hope you had a great weekend. I hope you caught the uh, multiple reports, special reports and interviews that I did and put up for you over the weekend. Okay, folks, uh, very interesting things that are happening, which generally I wouldn't mention, except they are very, very strange and they affect us. So we know there's uh, maybe there's a new uh, a new hashtag that we should be promoting called Exploded Suddenly exploded suddenly and i'm not talking about someone who just had more than their fair share of taco bell food in just one day massive fires broke out at oil facilities three of them let's talk about the first two we had a fire at petroleos mexicanos also known as pemex Petroleum, uh, Mexico, Mexico, Mexican Petroleum, the state-owned oil facility. It resulted in the death of two workers, and at least eight people were injured, and there are several people missing. This is according to Bloomberg. Okay, the the fires broke out on the same day, within 24 hours of each other, I should say, at a crude oil storage facility in Veracruz, Mexico. Okay. Uh, another one broke out. In, uh, in Maya unit. But here is the crazy thing. There's one that broke out in Deer Creek, Texas. And these are all massive fires breaking out at three Mexico state-owned oil facilities, including one in Texas. 
I don't know what's going on here, folks, but I believe it it merits mentioning. People are missing, bodies were found, and whatever excuse they give, three places hit at the same time, including one in America. This is what's very dangerous, folks. If this is a cartel, if this is a deep state thing, a Mexican deep state thing, you know, in Mexico, they have cartel wars. And there are reports, so funny, we reported on this channel back in 2017 and 2018, the supposed theory of the conspiratorium, the tinfoil hat stuff that I did a whole episode on this, I don't know, four years ago or more about the power of the Mexican drug cartels and their influence in American politicians in California and Arizona, Texas, and New Mexico. And now we're getting reporting that perhaps the new governor of Arizona is in fact in the pocketbook, in the uh, is a controlled asset or paid off by Mexican drug cartels on the border. That's stuff that I don't cover here, but you can look forward to that coverage more extensively on my other show, BCP Unfiltered. Check the uh, check the links down below. It's disconcerting to think that there could be a coordinated attack, let's say it's by the cartels, against oil refineries or Mexican state-owned oil facilities, including them being able to put an act of sabotage or terrorism within our U.S. borders. So folks, once again, the porous border is not just not just about, though it is about, military-aged men coming in and taking our jobs away, but the, also the terrorist criminal element that are coming in. All by design, folks, all by design by the masters of chaos and the warmongers and the globalists and the CCP, all of which control one or many marionette strings that go right into the Oval Office today. And at the very end of that, of those strings is one Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I want to mention this uh, as a follow-up. We have here that if you, uh, let me let me give you the story that I reported just in case you missed it. Don't want to assume. I put out a lot of content every single day. There's no way I assume that anyone really listens to every single one of them. Though there are a few people that say they do, and I'm 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 flattered, but I know most don't. That would be ridiculous. Most of uh, my reports are 26 to 32 minutes, and I do two a day on YouTube alone. And then about every other day, we do uh, similar or longer form reports on BCP Unfiltered. So the other day, I reported. Obviously, we know that Kevin McCarthy is giving 41 or 44 thousand hours worth of CCTV footage on of January 6th at the Capitol to Tucker Carlson. 
I reported how the Gateway Pundit uh, and others, and I, I played you uh, Mike Lindell saying that he was texting Kevin McCarthy, but was going to put in a formal request or sue Kevin McCarthy for that footage to be not just given exclusively to Tucker Carlson, but to be made publicly available to not just him, but to all journalists and people. Well, we have an update. There are almost 30 January 6th defendants and journalists who have signed a petition to Speaker McCarthy to release the January 6th footage. Release it to other journalists and January 6th facilities. So here we go. Here are um, some of the names. I'm not going to read them all, but some of them do stand out. Especially if you follow my reporting on this on BCP Unfiltered. We got Jim Hoft, if you're not familiar. He is a uh, great founder and editor and one of my heroes of the Gateway Pundit. We got Kara Casanova. She's an investigative reporter that has been very deep into what's going on with the January 6th, the plight of the of our political prisoners, etc. Then you have a slew of defendants, including uh, Ed Lang, the father of J6 defendant Jake Lang, who we've covered uh, what he's gone through. You've got some uh, media outlets. And then one name here that stands out. Once again, if you are following the plight of the January Sixers, is Mickey Whithoff, the mother of Ashley Babbitt. So let's see what Tucker Carlson reveals this week, what he's able to reveal. No, I mean, I like Tucker Carlson, but as we all know, he is works for Fox News. So that's a big minus on how much real revelations we could get. But I remain optimistic that he'll buck the trend and start showing the real deal. But we do immediately need that information to go out to everyone but just Tucker Carlson. As I explained before, I understand why Kevin McCarthy may have done that as a tactical move, but as a freedom of speech and right to information move, that should be readily available to everyone to look through, decipher, and to present. By the way, I don't you generally cover this, but I thought this was interesting enough to cover. The uh, Brian uh, Koberger, the uh, accused Idaho killer of those uh University of Idaho students, of which he had one of those students' uh, pictures on his phone, could actually face a firing squad if he is convicted because they're trying to bring back death by firing squad in the state of Idaho. Uh, last week, Representative Bruce Skog, a Republican, introduced a bill that would bring back the firing squad as a form of death penalty execution. Now, currently in Idaho, there's only death, uh, there's only, uh, death by lethal injection. But, quote, Scoggs bill adds the firing squad as a form of execution. It states that no later than five days after a death warrant is issued, the Idaho uh, IDOC, I guess, on the, the Idaho, what, Office of uh, Corrections, I guess would be, must, uh, their director must determine whether execution by lethal injection is an available method. If the me method is not available, IDOC shall use the firing squad. It was actually outlawed in 2009. They're trying to bring it back. What are your thoughts? I, I, I've always been curious. What are people's thoughts on firing squads? There are some folks that believe literally that to uh, that if someone is punished 
or wants to uh, do a blood atonement for their uh, uh, for their crime of capital. That they're that there's some folks that believe that the the, the proper capital punishment for murder is uh, is blood. That they and that a firing squad is a proper way for someone to uh, for the state to dispose of them. An interesting uh, idea I've never looked looked into. But what are your thoughts? Put it down below. All right, folks, let's get into uh, President Trump saying some stuff that is igniting once again the animus against him. But this is not just the American deep state now, folks. This is uh, this is global. This is World War Three stuff. And of course, people who still believe the false lie and made up narrative courtesy of Hillary Clinton that Donald John Trump is and somehow was a stooge of Russia, that there was Russian collusion. They're, they're, they're loving Trump right now. Of course, as an excuse from the substance of what President Trump is really exposing. Let me back up for a second and let you hear what the Hungarian, well, not let me read it to you because we don't speak Hungarian, but uh, what the Hungarian foreign minister, Peter Sejartu is calling for. He's calling for a UN investigation into the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline. The Chinese foreign ministry is calling for the Biden regime to come clean with what it knows about the Nord Stream pipeline. Quote, I think it's such kind of issue. The United Nations definitely should have a role. The Hungarian foreign prime minister said. Why? Because the United Nations has not been created created as an integration for like-minded countries. The United Nations has been created to serve as a platform for countries to talk to each other who even consider each other as enemies. I think the UN should give framework for such kind of an investigation. I think the UN uh, could have good platform for such an investigation. Interesting take on it. Have an international body look at it. Well, we know that the UN is not... Uh, that they are not unbiased. Huge control by China uh, and other globalist interests. But it's interesting that that would uh, that that would be the Hungarian prime minister's take on it. I think what he's really trying to say is, look, we want to know what really happened in Nord Stream. We've got veteran journalist Seymour Hirsch detailing the Biden plot to attack a NATO partner via blowing up a controlled explosion of the Nord Stream. Now, I want to remind you that the investigation by Denmark, Sweden, and Germany into the Nord Stream blast are reported by Radio Free Europe as still ongoing. However, their conclusion is conclusive that the pipelines carrying natural gas from Russia to Germany were blown up deliberately. So it was an act of sabotage. Though they're not quite ready, I'm sure they know, I'm sure they have the information. They're not quite ready to point the finger. Well, if you want to take the America America's uh, word for it, Adrian Watson, a spokeswoman for the National Security Council at the White House, has told the foreign press, including the Russian news agency TASS, that the Seymour Hurt story was, quote, totally false and complete fiction. Close quote. 
when this White House says anything, it's the exact opposite. So if Adrian Watson is saying that it's, quote, totally false and complete fiction, then it probably is totally true and complete fact. Which leads us to President Trump. This is his recent discussion calling in to the Glenn Beck program over the weekend. This happened on Saturday. But he came out and he said, uh, absolutely, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't even know what they were talking about. And, and he acted that way. So I, re- I really respected that because he could have gotten some good political points. He's talking about his conversation with Zelensky that they uh, try to use on the first sham impeachment against President Trump. And I really respected that. And uh, so you know, should, I like him. Should we uh, should we be sending more, more money, more arms? Now they're talking about planes. Should we be doing this? Well, we're going to end up in World War Three. That's one thing that's going to happen. And I've been sort of saying that for a long time now. Uh, are you ready? Just in a very quick nutshell, this is a war that should have never happened. It would have never happened if I were in office. Now, people were mad, not you, not me, (laughs) Uh, very weak-minded people, liberals, Marxists, and easily swayed people. I mean, really weak-minded people. It's weak-minded to be offended by tweets by a sitting president that says things that, policy things that you don't agree with, or even things, look, I'll admit some of the things that President Trump tweeted out, seemed pretty petty to me. Like, you know, the president, maybe if I were president, I wouldn't respond to those things. But that's President Trump's nature. By the way, if you're new around here, my name is James, aka Black Sort of Patriot. I've been on the Trump train since spring of 2016. When I, on this program, which originally started on Instagram, were telling people, vote for Trump, he is going to win. And even when the Access Hollywood tape came out. I said, stick with Trump. He's going to win. He's going to be a great president. I volunteered for the campaign the weeks leading up to the election day, 2016. So I'm not a I'm not a Johnny come lately on the Trump train. And I'm I, I'm I'm fast on the Trump train. I say all that to say this. People upset about their his tweets, upset about all of these really silly things should be grateful that if we do go to world war three that at least president trump gave us a reprieve of six years before it happened in my coverage of the 2016 elections i made several reports on how uh hillary clinton was looking to take us into world war three and war with russia oh you think this is new no 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 they've been planning this war with russia for the last eight years. And it was gonna happen under Hillary Clinton. I detailed that at the time. That was a lot of my reporting. They want this. Why else would they blow up the Nord Stream? Why else would they would we be arming and escalating things with Ukraine? This is something that the warmongers and the globalists want. And President Trump is exposing us. Very dangerous, dangerous situation right now. So for all those people that don't like the tweets, the mean tweets or whatever, just be grateful that if we go into World War III, we got a six-year break to enjoy life before that happened. And let's pray it doesn't happen and we can get President Trump back in there 
to bring sanity to the situation. I'm not sure DeSantis can do it. Really, I don't think he, I don't think he has what it takes to be president of the United States at this time with foreign policy. We need Trump because the world knows exactly how Trump operates. And that's what we need if we can put off a couple more years of war until we can get him back in. Uh, zero chance of it happening. I used to speak to Putin about it, got along with Putin very right. well. Don't forget, I was tougher in Russia than anybody else. You're one of the I people know. that faced that. I, I ended their pipeline. I sanctioned them. I did so many, and yet I still got along with Putin. That's sort of. Remember, President Trump is the one who sanctioned these pipelines or what have you. But attention to it. Sat there and told Germany, look, we're, we're spending all this money on NATO and you are dependent on Russia for your energy. And they laughed at him. Who's laughing now, jackasses over in Germany? Bit of a trick. That's a hard trick. It's a talented trick. But I got along with him. But I, I, no, nobody. I was the one that sent in the javelins. I sent in massive numbers of javelins. And Biden and Obama sent in pillows. Right. And they sent in sheets. <laughs> I know. In a very small did, number. Did, but I gave them the javelins. When they wiped out those tanks, they wiped them out with the stuff I sent. There was nobody was was as tough. And the javelins was a big deal. But the biggest deal was I shut down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that nobody even heard of until I came along. So, so of course, President Trump helping Ukraine there with uh, arms. We're not going to deny that as a deterrent to a full on invasion. But once a war started, I don't think President Trump well, we know President Trump would not have sent Abrams tanks and all this other money and what have you. He would not have signed off on that. He has, he has said as such. But he's the one who sanctioned the Nord Stream pipeline because he knows how strategic that is. But he doesn't want war. So now you have the Biden administration that knows how strategic the Nord Stream pipeline is, and they do want war. So what happens? When people know about it, nobody heard of it. When you go so, to the uh, Nord Stream pipeline, which you did shut down, Biden opened up. Now there's yeah. uh, some reporting that says we blew it up. Biden did a covert mission and blew it up. Do you believe that? Well, it could have been us. and It, it could have been us. It could have been us. But he goes on to say more than just that. And this is where the Russian collusion people are going to freaking lose their minds. Biden opened up. Now there's yeah. uh, some reporting that says we blew it up. Biden did a covert mission and blew it up. Do you believe that? Well, it could have been us and it could have been uh, it could have been Ukraine and it could have been some third party country that wants to see. That wants to see trouble. The one group it wasn't is Russia. <laughs> the one group it wasn't is Russia. It could be United States. It could have been Ukraine. It could have been some third party country that wants all of this to happen, but it wasn't Russia. And there we go. I can guarantee you that President Trump has opened up a can of worms over the weekend and he's bringing himself a whole bunch of more trouble for simply telling the truth. It probably was us. We know it was us. President Trump doesn't maybe have the intel, probably isn't wise for him at this time. They just say, yes, it was us. So he just simply says, it could have been us. 
Could have been Ukraine. I mean, this is the biggest cash cow ever, this war. Obviously, it's not that dangerous to the elites in Kiev. Kiev, as we've talked about at the very beginning of this episode, the beginning of this podcast, the beginning of this live stream, the beginning of this report, Joe Biden was just walking around free as a bird in Kiev with air sirens on. It's safe there. They relegated most of the battles to, I should say, relatively safe there now. Relegated most of the battles to other places away from the capital. Why would Russia at this point really want to do a massive attack there when there is so much NATO weaponry and and presence? And strategically at this point, probably doesn't make sense. At the end of the day, Putin has said he wants to keep the territories there on the border that he has annexed for Russia. They can talk, they can have peace talks, they can end this whole thing. Just wants those three or four strategic places that they have taken over. I, I don't care your opinion, that's just fact. That's what that's what Putin. I mean, there's some folks I disagree with that are on Team Putin, and there are some folks that are on Team Zelensky. I'm on neither team, nor am I am I, am I on Biden's team. But the fact is. Putin didn't blow up the Nord Stream. It doesn't make any sense for him to do so. And he is willing to end this conflict, taking his victories and not seeking any more victories as far as gaining any more control of Ukraine. So technically, they could end this war right now, but the U.S., Ukraine, and the war machine wants this to go on. They've even said another year. They blame Russia for for doing it. This was a main is a main source of massive income to them. They didn't could have been Ukraine, and it could have been some third party country that wants to see that wants to see trouble. The one group it wasn't is Russia. You know, they blame Russia for for doing it. This was a main is a main source of massive income to them. They didn't blow it up to make a point. That's the one thing I can tell you for sure. Remember when it first happened? They yeah. said Russia did it. You know, Russia always says Russia, Russia. And Russia, Russia. And with President Trump saying that uh, it could have been us, but it wasn't Russia. The war machine is definitely going to amp it up against President Trump. We've got Ronnie Jackson out there once again, warning over the weekend that Joe Biden's dementia is going to get people killed and lead America to war. It's more than just his dementia, folks. It's by design they want this. But this is a good place to start. Former White House doctor for former President Obama and now Republican Texas Representative Ronnie Jackson is sounding alarm yet again on the possibility of World War III. He said that what he has seen as a cognitive decline of President Joe Biden, which is something others have pointed to, is bringing the United States closer to all-out war with Russia. This is what he tweeted out over the weekend. It's terrifying for our country that Biden is our commander in chief. He doesn't know where he's at half the time. And every day he brings us closer to an all out war with Russia and China. His cognitive decline is going to get people killed. I would add a little something, a little tweak to what the great Texan congressman Ronnie Jackson has said. 
his cognitive decline has gotten people killed already. But folks, this uniparty all wants war. We got news over the weekend of George W. Bush showing up to celebrate 20 years of PEPFAR, the organization that has claimed to have saved millions of lives with pumping in money for HIV and AIDS research into Africa and other places. An organization that also counts among its alumni of support. Microsoft's founder, Bill Gates, current Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, and other evil globalist James Bond villain types. George W. is there. Now, he was asked about the war in Ukraine. And just to show you that this is a uniparty, Biden, Bush, Obama. This is the O'Biden Bush. The O'Bushiden, I don't know. <laughs> Doctrine of war. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, the moderator for the discussion that took place during this 20-year anniversary event, asked Bush for his message to U.S. leaders and critics of American intervention. Quote, I think we're a big enough nation to do more than one thing and continue to fight and continuing to fight against AIDS on the continent of Africa and supporting the Ukrainian freedom fighters is not going to constrain our capacity to help our own citizens. Another puppet Bush letting the world know that, hey, America is one big giant teat that you can suck up from and suck out all of the taxpayer funds for your globalist wars and your pet projects. Have at it at the extent and at the uh, cost to the American taxpayer. Checking more stories, folks. We're going to end this live here. Please like, share, subscribe. Please check out my other show, BCP Unfiltered. You can catch it at therealbcp.com, bcpextras.com. You can catch it on Spotify. Go over to bcppodcast.com. And we're also on all of the major podcast uh, platforms. It was great. I had someone uh, come up to me yesterday and say, hey, James, I'm really enjoying your podcast. They had not really been watching it here on YouTube, but we're now catching it on iHeartRadio. So, folks, we're on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, uh, all the major podcasting, uh, Stitcher, Amazon, etc. So I'll be back later today with more reports. Hang tight. Ciao, goodbye. God bless.